Welcome to Write Stuff Radio, where we showcase Christian authors worldwide. Each week, join me for a new author and a great new book to add to your library. Welcome to The Right Stuff. I am the Queen, Parker J. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we are going to be talking to my good friend, Zoe Marie Jackson, and her first book with Love Inspire called The Adoption Surprise. I practically begged Zoe so I could get a copy of this book. And let me tell you, I did a live reading with her. I thoroughly enjoyed this story. It is a cute story. But don't let the cuteness stop you from understanding the deeper depths of the narrative in this book. I was so shocked at how well Zoe wrote this book, and I just had to tell her all about it. So she had to listen to me as I was just blowing up her private messages on Facebook, telling her how much I enjoyed this story. I can't wait to tell you all about it in just a few moments. As always, we want to thank our supporters for their support. We have been showcasing Christian authors for the past nine years. And as God gives us grace, we'll continue to do so. To find out how you can help out, go to patreon.com slash stuff and see what you can do. And as always, we covet your prayers. My newest release came out. It's called The Once and Future Queen. It's a unique take on Arthurian legend where I reimagine Guinevere as a Nubian princess. I had a great time writing that story, and I thoroughly hope you enjoy it. So go ahead, pick up your copy of The Once and Future Queen today on Amazon.com exclusively. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest co-host and contributor today, Zoe Marie Jackson. Zoe, how are you doing today? I am doing great, and I am super excited to be on your show to talk about the adoption surprise. I loved this book, as you already know. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a great time reading it. Then I spent probably 40 minutes going over my thoughts about the book, but I really enjoyed it because it had twins. And being a twin myself, I just felt that connection with the characters even more. And there's more to the story than just that. But right before we get to it, I want our listeners to know a little bit about yourself. Okay, so... um Something about me is that I'm also a twin, but I'm a fraternal twin. So, yes, I absolutely as well enjoy reading stories about twins. And in this case, writing a story about twins. This is my first book with Harlequin Love Inspired. And um, I have a couple others coming out with them. One that's coming out in October. So before that, I have been writing also as Michelle Lindo Rice. And um, I'm a wife, I'm a mom of two sons and numerous stepchildren. And I just love reading. When I'm not reading, I love singing and, of course, praising. So anything like that, that's my spiel. I also love doing crosswords and watching shows. Um, I love also reading historicals. So I love watching Bridgerton and all of that other good stuff. So 
I'm just excited to be here. And I read a lot of books across different genres. So I'm always commenting and reading about, uh, talking about the books that I read. One thing readers do is read. That's one thing we're very good at. And we read across genres all the time. If I don't have a book, I'm not complete. If I don't have a book, I haven't finished or started my day. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, can't sleep for whatever reason, and you pick up a book. And you just want to read and immerse yourself in different authors' worlds and relationships and things of that nature. I have not yet watched Bridgerton. I want to watch Bridgerton. (laughs) I know the second season is out. I I am going to, because someone said, PJ, you have got to see Bridgerton. And I was kind of happy that historical romance is finally getting its due because so many people see romance as a fluff genre. And you and I both know that it's not fluff. It is extremely difficult to write romance, particularly in an oversaturated industry. But Mm -hmm. then people often confuse romance with sensuality, like all romance is is sensuality, Mm -hmm. as opposed to understanding that romance is the journey of a couple's pathway to togetherness. What are your thoughts about that? Um, It's definitely, and especially writing for Love Inspired, it's not necessarily about uh, physical and a lot of, as you say, sensuality. It's more geared towards that emotional journey that the characters take towards love. So each of the characters may be dealing with some past pain or some issue that keeps them from wanting to fall in love, but there is a, an inciting incident that brings them together. And you're absolutely right. It does take a little skill to, to write a story that everybody knows has an, a happy ending. So that's the, I, the reality of the genre is that it must have a happy ending. And so it requires some skill in telling that same story of boy meets girl and uh, uh, what happens there after the meet cute to bring them together towards love. And there's so many tropes in the romance industry because it's not just first love, it's second chances, it's forbidden. There's the marriage of convenience trope. There's only Mm -hmm. one bed trope. There's so many different tropes to romance. And people tend to think, oh, romance is completely not realistic. And then you listen to someone's story and you find out this couple actually did something that you may consider wrong. For example, one of the older romance novelists I used to read back in the day, her name was Diana Palmer. I used to read her all the time. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. she said she met her husband and then six days later they got married and they had been married at the time for like 30, 40 years, you know, Mm -hmm. then I was watching Property Brothers and there was a couple who got engaged three days after their first date. And they've been married now for like two years or something like that. So it's not unrealistic. We're actually just taking stories from life and just making, putting our spin on it. So yeah, I like the fact that you really honed in on how with Harlequin, particularly with Love Inspired, it's not just the physical, it's the emotional journey. Because we all know emotion is a part of reality. It may not always be accurate, but it is a part of reality. And I like to think that when we read these stories, we see a bit of ourselves in there, wouldn't you say? Yes, most definitely. And I, like you, um, have researched, and there's a lot of stories like that where people have met and, quote, unquote, you know, fell in love or just knew or just felt that click. 
and um, just knew like I can spend the rest of my life with this person. So that's what's great about writing romance. You know, I it 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 has always been my go-to when I'm feeling down to get that happy ever after that boost. You know, so it's just something I enjoy reading a lot, and now I get to write it as well. I was reading The Adoption Surprise at a time when I was sick of my own writing. I was doing some revisions. <laughs> I was so tired of reading my own words. And I think I reached out to you and I said, hey, is your book out? You said, yeah, here's the ARC. I said, thank you. But also pre-ordered <laughs> it and bought it as well because that's how I show oh, my support. And I read it within a day and a half. I would have read it probably that day. But I think something came up. I had to go somewhere. And so I finished it the next day. And I really enjoyed being in this very unique situation with our two cup with our two protagonists here mm-hmm. and basically the story is called the adoption surprise so tell us what is the adoption surprise <laughs> well the adoption surprise centers around the most adorable little girls Mia and Morgan who were actually adopted at birth but neither of the adoptive parents knew that they were actually adopting separated twins and so fast forward five years later, it just so happened by coincidence that one twin and her parent move into this small town and the twins meet up. So as a result of the twins meeting up with their, uh, their now parents or guardians, uh, decide that, hey, we are going to keep these girls together. And of course, the more that the girls are interacting together, it's a more that they then become friends and eventually fall in love. So it's just a great story of second chances of, you know, even forgiveness of family. And um, it was a lot of, it was really heartwarming for me to write. One thing I loved about this is how the children bring the protagonists together. And Mm -hmm. I loved how you use that twin aspect because they're, they are identical twins. And this is not a spoiler because this happens in the first chapter they're going toward a, a daycare, I believe. I think it was a daycare. Mm, and camp, yeah. one of the twins almost got hit by a car, literally. And he, ran, he runs out and grabs her. And no, she runs out and grabs the, the child. And he's like, oh, my gosh. You know, he starts shaking. Then also he looks at her daughter. <laughs> he looks at his daughter. <laughs> like, I've seen this face before, you know. <laughs> I love that idea of how that happened. <laughs> and and I, I thought it was a it was completely believable, completely relatable. Yeah. And here Thank he is you. You know, doing a good deed and he sees this girl who looks just like his daughter. So yes. let's talk about that because when we write about twins, there is a special bond that, that twins have. And mm-hmm. there have been all sorts of stories about that bond. And now you mentioned you were a fraternal twin and I'm also a fraternal twin as well, but I can read my twin. Mm-hmm. I can read her just by looking at her. And she could read me. And there is that uniqueness I think God gives to twins because they are in the womb together. So having mm-hmm. that multiplied over, let's say, sectuplets or quadruplets, <laughs> triplets, you know, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine. But it was just really cute how they came together. But our protagonists are both dealing with pain. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about our first protagonist, the female point of view. Let's talk about her. What deep pain is she dealing with right now? I mean, for Kelsey, some of that, of course, she's dealing with the loss of her sister and she's dealing with that doubt of, you know, am I going to be able to be a mom? Am I going to be able to raise this child 
when I when she deep down feels that she was never meant to be a mom. And then we have Zach, the the male protagonist, who is grieving. You know, um, he lost the quote unquote the love of his life, his wife, and he's he's there, and he lost her during a crucial time where, you know, so for him it's all about I'll, I'll never find love like this again, and or I'm scared to 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 love because I, you know of the loss that I'm experiencing. So both are experiencing this pain. And then they get to work through that together. And we get to see how, because this is love inspired, you know, we get to see how their faith also plays a role in building their relationship as well. And in particular, you find out that even the one daughter is dealing with grief. Both the girls are dealing with grief. And I thought that was a really unique aspect. I know for myself, and I, I tend to be very vocal about it, just dealing with the loss of my granny and how much of a hole it's left in my life. I can't imagine what these little girls are feeling, but when they meet as twins, when they meet as twins, (laughs) it just totally changes the story. Now you talked about something in this book that I thought was really important. I think sometimes when we are grieving, we can internalize it a lot. And that's something that Kelsey is dealing with right now. So what are those pitfalls, and that's the only way to describe it, that she's dealing with as she deals with the grief of losing her sister? She's kind of in a weird situation because, you know, you, you don't get to just curl up and stay in your bed all day, quote, unquote, because, you know, God gave her a child to take care of. So that's her reason to get up and to keep going and to push past her pain But, you know, she was so busy being centered on Morgan's pain that she didn't realize, like, you're the one that's carrying a lot of this pain yourself. And so getting her to that realization was that quote unquote journey. And we do and uh, you do see where she's using a therapist for Morgan. But in essence, she also needs that as well. You know, Um, and again, I, I am a person that believe that in faith and in using uh, therapy as well, that, that both go hand in hand, you know. And so I wanted to, and even though I personally believe that, it's something that I had to craft with Kelsey and it's something that she didn't necessarily see the need for it at first, but because she really wanted to help her niece, this is where she, you know, she started that process to help her niece and in essence end up help, helping herself. Now, let's shift to the male main protagonist here, because mm-hmm. he's also dealing with grief, too. But his grief is a bit different. He's grieving, but he wants to honor his wife. Yes. And he doesn't want to forget her. He doesn't want his daughter to forget her. And mm-hmm. he's struggling. So what are some of the struggles that he's experiencing as he tries to yeah. weigh in on this grief thing? I think some of the struggle that he's experiencing, the main one is, you know, he was a minister and, you know, doing a lot of probably praying and fasting and yet, quote unquote, God didn't answer his prayer and took his wife away from him. So he definitely had a lot of anger towards God, so to speak. And, you know, but it's all a part of the grieving process, you know, where he had to go through all those stages until he was able to get to acceptance or until he was able to see that bigger picture. And I think that's where the twins really play that role in helping him see another picture of 
wow, if these certain incidences did not occur, then these two little girls may not have met each other. So it's just all of those things that lined up that made it a real emotional right for me personally. It is an emotional book, and I said that when I was PMing you, doing my live reading. But another aspect I want you to speak to is the family aspect, because we talk a lot about blended families. And, yeah, this is a quite blended family. What was some of the things you wanted to get across with this unique coupling? Um, well, as you know, the book is talking about adoption and, you know, wanted to highlight the great gift of adoption. Both of the girls were adopted and were in loving homes. And then um, as their guardians get together, we know already it's a happy ending. You know, the girls get a chance then to, um, you know, build a new quote unquote happy home. And so um, that I drew from my own experience where my parents really always opened their hearts and homes to others. And so it was something that I myself grew up seeing, having uh, two adopted siblings, you know, and, um, you know, just learning to love them and accept them as family. And so wanted to show that. And um, also as a part of our faith, you know, where we are adopted and engrafted into God's kingdom, wanted to show that as well, you know, because the adoption really is a gift. And so to be able to write that story about adoption and twins, like I said, it was just, it was just a special book for me. And to think it started with a Twitter, a tweet that Dina from Love Inspired sent out and said, hey, I love the show Sister, Sister. And I absolutely loved that show growing up. And she goes, can somebody write this? And that's how I jumped on that. To, that was the inspiration that started it. And, of course, if you've watched the first episode of Sister, Sister, how the girls coincidentally met in the mall. I mean, so it's the same thing, where except these girls coincidentally met at camp and became instant best friends. So it was just absolutely, you know, it was great for me and fun for me to write as well, that aspect. But there's a lot to the story, too. It mm-hmm. may end in Happily Ever After, but the road to true love never did run smooth. <laughs> and mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. is that there are a few wrenches thrown into the mix here. And without giving away mm-hmm. any spoilers, I will say this. Social media is amazing. <laughs> and so that plays <laughs> a heavy role in what happens yes. in the adoption surprise. I don't want to give away the uh, spoiler because it's a really good one, but it plays a big part in this story. But it brought me also to how Kelsey has her own support group. And that support group is of two friends and they are a trip. I love these two friends. Yes, I love these two friends. And I think it goes to, for women especially, having a sisterhood, having Mm -hmm. that support system, why it is so important to have that and why we need it. Because here she is grieving, but if she didn't have her friends, she probably would have an even more tougher time. Oh, yes. And, um, you know, I love writing about female friendships. I've had the privilege of having, you know, some best women friends. And, you know, a lot of times you see the stereotypes of it being, you know, this is not necessarily true. A lot of times your women friends are, you know, or if you're a male, you're, you're friends, you know. 
because male can have that as well. You know, your support system, that the power of friendship and the power of your friends that that help you to pick up and keep going when you feel like not going. And just that support system of having people that share common belief systems or common, you know, interests, um, it's really powerful. And so, yeah, she had best friends. Kelsey had best friends, Sienna and Jade. And um, they were a trip. And as a result, I'm actually writing Sienna's story now because um, <laughs> people are falling in love with Sienna and Jade, actually. So I'm hoping to be able to bring their stories to you as well because, you know, we all need love. Yes, <laughs> indeed. I could not have said it any better. And I like how you interwove all those aspects in the book, just mm-hmm. sisterhood, love, family, adoption. And then there's another deeper thing. It's forgiveness. And both of them are dealing with forgiveness in a different way. And I like the way how you deal with forgiveness because Zach is really having a hard time forgiving God for, quote, unquote, Mm -hmm. taking his wife away. And I can actually relate to that in a way I could not have before my grandmother passed away. And I think it really Mm -hmm. speaks to what you did research-wise about grief because there is anger. Even people of faith sometimes are overwhelmed mm-hmm. by things that happen to them. But one thing that even though Zach was upset and angry, he still didn't lose that connection. He walked away from it, but he didn't lose that connection. And so what are you trying to show with Zach's journey of forgiving, I guess in a way forgiving God, I guess I want to say it like that, or learning to accept God's plan? Yeah, that's kind of, I was going to say that it, that it was more about accepting God's plan. And, um, you know, I think, I think like anyone, we all, um, and like Zach, we all have our moments sometimes where we go through certain situations and we ask God, you know, why? Like, why is this happening? Or why, you know, whether it be a loved one, you know, why, why are they hurting? Or even yourself, like, why why are you letting this happen to me? And um, the idea behind that as you grow in God is that, and as you grow in your faith, and as the main thing time passes, you begin to see some of the wisdom in and some of the positive that may come as a result. Um, you know, and like, for example, there's a scripture that says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, but it took him dying for her, for that person to get to that point. And so sometimes we go through some pain and we go through some situation, but it does make us stronger eventually. It does build our faith eventually. And this is just hindsight talking and this is just experience talking, but not while you're going through, you often don't feel this, which is why it's good to have a good support system, uh, so to speak. But, you know, those are the things that I saw happen with Zach. You know, he wanted to to express his pain, and that came out on paper. But then these are foundation, these are roots that were still within him that he couldn't escape. He can't run from what he was meant to do. I like the fact that you mentioned Isaiah chapter 6. In the year King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord. We're in that right now at my church talking about it. And what's so significant is that Isaiah played a large role in Isaiah's periphery. Mm-hmm. He was a great king for a long time. He had prosperity during his reign. Lots of good things happened. 
as our pastor said, as long as Isaiah is here, everything's going to be fine. And then later on, he got filled with pride and did something he wasn't supposed to do, which mm-hmm. you can read in Second Chronicles, I believe. And it wasn't until that thing that stopped you from seeing the Lord was taken yeah. away. And in hindsight, it lets us know that God is constantly wanting us to get closer to him. Mm-hmm. And we have to be ever so careful not to turn things and people into objects that will block us from God. We have to be yeah. ever so careful. But throughout this story, there's that wonderful cute factor with the twins. The <laughs> twins constantly emerge yes. from this. They are oozing bubblegum and oozing pink, flossy. And, and that cover was amazing. Yes. Okay. Yes. They found the cutest twins on planet Earth, and they're <laughs> hiding behind a tree and they're looking at the, the the viewer. You're like, oh, my gosh, I just want to eat you. I just want to eat you. I have no idea, Zoe, why I always feel cannibalistic around babies. Like, I don't want to eat them, but their cheeks are so big. You just want to bite them, <laughs> you know? But I love this story, and it's called The Adoption Surprise because so much happens. And when I tell you, even though happily ever after is coming, it does not run smooth. Like I said, social media plays a big part in this, nosy people, (laughs) people with agendas, and then Mm. Kelsey, the real estate agent. And I really connected with that part of the story because I worked in mortgages and I worked in appraisal. So I really have inside understanding of what she was dealing with. And let's just say... Her personal antagonist in the story <laughs> is a trip. And I remember thinking, you know, I met you in real life. So Michelle is obviously <laughs> pulling this out of my head and putting it on the uh, paper here. But yeah, there's mm-hmm. so much to the story. And you are definitely going to enjoy The Adoption Surprise by Zoe Marie Jackson, available on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Definitely want to thank Love Inspire for the connection between Zoe and I. I'm looking forward to more that you have. Now, Thank Zoe, you. In the few moments we have left, this show is always about encouraging authors whom God has given the gift to write to pick up the pen and do so. So in the few moments that we have left, go ahead and encourage them out there today. Okay, so I do want to encourage you. Um, number one, do not give up. If this is what you are meant to do, nothing comes easy. It requires dedication, consistency. It requires investing in your craft and actually learning from people that actually know about the business, you know, but I want to encourage you not to give up. You know, I have been at this since I was 28 and it took about 20 years for me to get here. You know, it moved from hobby to passion. It moved to where I felt like I didn't want to write again, but then God has a way of opening up doors and blessings. And I think I saw a quote, and I'm, and I'm definitely not doing the quote justice, but it basically said that every author that you've seen published is because they didn't give up, you know? And so I am saying that to you as well. Get better at it, invest in it, and read, 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 read. And I wish you the best on your journey. Thank you. Thank you so much, Zoe, for those wise words you said. I remember the first book I picked up by you, and I still have it in my Kindle. It was called Colorblind. And I was just blown away by this story. 
I really enjoyed it. There were so many things going on with the story. And over the years, you get better at this thing called the craft. And I remember when someone shared on with you, I think it was with you, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure. They said, I can tell your writing has gotten better because your relationship with God has gotten better, something like that. <laughs> and I was like, it's true. And you can tell that, you know, as you get better at writing, as you read other people's works, yes. you learn how different people do different techniques and things of that nature. One thing I always, and you just said it, always read, read, read. I think if you're not willing to pour into someone else's writing, why yeah, should they yeah. pour into you? Now, mind you, I'm a reader, so I'm going to read anything anyway. <laughs> Even if I wasn't writing, I'm reading, you know. So, yeah. But, Zoe, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for being with me on the show today. Really enjoyed having you. And I cannot wait to have you back and have you back real soon. Okay. Thank you so much. And we were talking today to Zoe Marie Jackson. She is the author of the book, The Adoption Surprise, available from Love Inspired which is on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. So make sure you go ahead, love on my sister, and pick up this book today. If you love cute, cuddly, if you love sweet romance and happiness, this is a book for you. But don't think it's going to be easy because let me tell you, Kelsey and Zach go through a lot in this story. So make sure you go ahead and pick up the Adoption Surprise. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen Parker J. And you have a wonderful, absolutely glorious, blessed day. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.